Welcome to the Investec India podcast with me Swapna Bhandarkar. We have recently hosted the 5th annual insurance conference on March 22nd and 23rd. Over the two days we focused on the general insurance and the life insurance segments in India. Various corporates and experts spoke at this virtual event. To give us few takeaways from the conference we have with us Nidesh Jain, India's leading insurance analyst. Welcome Nidesh to our show once again. Uh, thanks, Apna. It was our fifth uh, annual insurance conference. Uh, this is the first time when we hosted this event on a virtual mode, and uh, the participation both from the speakers as well as from uh, from the clients and investors has been very uh, very strong. Uh, there were corporates like ICICI Lombard and ICICI Prudential Life, uh, Max Max Financial Services and Max Life, uh, Renewby, Policy Bazaar, Star Health, Medi Assist. Uh, these were the corporates who were who have participated. Uh, we have we also had a very healthy mix of experts like top willis tower watson uh, uh, we had uh, 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 we had a professor from uh, bim tech mr manoj kumar pandey uh, who discussed the uh, lic ipo so it was a very uh, interactive session be- between uh, uh, investors and experts slash corporates during these two days and we were quite happy uh, that we see very huge participation this time you know i wanted to know the various general insurance players in your conference uh, what are the highlights in the general insurance space yeah so first day of discussion was completely on general insurance sector uh, there were people from corporates there were speakers from uh, distributors there were the speakers from uh, uh, from uh, uh, the uh, 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 companies like tpas so the key thing which has come out from all these discussion is that scale and vintage are two very important aspect of a general insurance company uh, it helps companies in multiple ways first is it gain, it helps them to gain better insights through better quality of data that they uh, assimilate over years it improves their ability to negotiate with suppliers uh, namely hospital and garages for general insurance companies it also improves their ability to price products appropriately because they have much better information based on their scale and vintage and they because of that information also they can build better quality of reserves uh, which provide the balance sheet strength to these companies and this scale and vintage point is quite relevant across all uh, ecosystem in general insurance sector whether it is motor insurance whether it is health insurance or whether it is third party administrator so that was the key point that for a success in general insurance sector uh, scale and vintage are two very important aspect that one should evaluate in the second day uh, uh, we focused on the life insurance and there generally i think can you let me know what are the key takeaways in the life insurance sector hi uh, yeah yeah sapna so in the life insurance space there are two big events uh, that were the center of uh, all the five discussion uh, uh, discussions uh, uh, that we had uh, during that day first point was uh, listing of lic uh and second point is reinsurance rate hikes that the sector has seen uh the conclusion on the listing of lic uh is that it should not have a material impact on the private sector companies uh as it is difficult uh for lic which is a uh, uh, uh which is an elephant in the life insurance space to change the way uh, it the way it is doing current uh, business uh which the business that it has been doing for last many decades it will be very difficult for lic to change uh, the way it has been doing that business uh, 
uh, it remains a dominant player and uh, it will continue to remain a dominant uh, largest life insurance company in india based on basis of sheer size of its agency channel uh, but speakers in our conference believe that it will be unlikely uh, for lic to impact the prospects of private sector companies uh, over medium term uh, on the reinsurance rate hike uh, uh, uh the key reason for reinsurance rate hike that we discussed uh, during the conference is uh, fast growth that the industry has seen in last 3 years uh, because of which uh, the customer segment of life insurance industry for a protection product which was originally a affluent customer uh, living in uh, tier 1 cities has over a period of time moved to customer who is living in tier 2 tier 3 city and is not that affluent and naturally the mortality experience in these two customers segment cannot be same Uh, till FI20, reinsurers were offering uh, reinsurance uh, uh, pricing based on a customer who is living in tier one city and uh, and is an affluent customer. Uh, and since the sector has grown such a at such a fast pace over last three years, they have not changed that pricing over last three years. So there was a natural uh, progression in the industry which was supposed to happen, where uh, reinsurers uh, were supposed to increase the rates, and that rate hike has happened in FI21. some of bit of rate hike may happen in fi22 also uh, however what has also happened is that at the same time reinsurers uh, since they have uh, they have experienced such high losses in their portfolio because of worsening mortality experience they have also tightened the underwriting norms for all these uh, life insurance companies so just to give you an example if earlier uh, a company is sending only 30% of the customers for a medical in- medical test uh now uh, that those companies are required to send almost 70% of their customers for a medical test before purchasing a protection policy and because of this in addition to a covid uh, year where customers are not very comfortable uh, going for a medical test uh, there was a uh, slow down in the way protection policies are sold uh, by these companies so that is uh, expected to remain the same case for some time given that reinsurers are uh, seeing higher mortality uh, uh, higher mortality losses in their portfolio across the world they remain quite conservative there is still uncertainty about long term impact of covid on the mortality uh, mortality of uh, uh, of different countries uh, so that is likely to remain uh, uh, the case that reinsurers will remain conservative over short term and that will impact the protection Uh, growth in the short term however from a longer term perspective uh, protection demand remains strong uh, we have been able to penetrate just 15% of the eligible uh, population till now uh, uh, active number of protection policies is somewhere around 10 million while uh, the population who is eligible for a protection policy of uh, individual who is earning uh, 3.5 uh, uh, 3.5 lakh rupees per annum is around uh, 60 million so there is still significant scope of growth going forward but in the shorter term protection uh, is likely to remain uh, a weak weak uh, uh, growth driver and i remember post this uh, well i was listening there were discussions on the requirements for better disclosures in life insurance space during the conference can you tell us a little bit more on that uh, yeah so life insurance is a complex sector so now uh actuaries and companies have tried to make it simple with embedded value disclosure uh but uh, the uh, embedded value doesn't capture the complete uh, uh the way that uh, the disclosure should happen and give the complete information to the to the investor uh embedded value just to think about embedded value it is nothing but uh, a, a, a present value of the expected future profit that the company is expected to generate 
today we are getting that information about embedded value and other components of embedded value but what we are not getting is that whether the uh, the cash flows that uh, the management has expected to uh, expected to deliver in their embedded value assumptions whether those cash flows are actually translating in real world or not so that is one uh, big uh, disclosure which should happen uh, there is also a, a, a requirement of disclosure to better understand capital consumption uh, by a life insurance company and risk uh, which are uh, there in the business whether the current embedded value uh, encapsulate those risks adequately or not so there are uh, uh, requirement of disclosure around these three sites uh, firstly on the cash flow uh, uh, cash flow translating uh, translating into actual cash flows or not second is uh, 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 capital consumption of life insurance companies and third is the risk uh, uh, risk adequacy in the current embedded value assumptions or not. So these are the three disclosures. If they they are made, it will make uh, embedded value disclosures more appropriate and useful for investors. It's quite deep insights into into the general, into the life insurance, uh, and uh, I think you have more in your research report. So, uh, listeners, I would uh, ask you all to look at the research report for further deeper insights. Uh, thank you for uh, thank you, Ditesh, for joining us today in our podcast. We'll see you soon on our next uh, uh, session. Uh, thank you, Sapna. Thank you for hosting me.